Welcome, welcome my friends to the Beggars and Brawlies podcast. This is episode number 32, recorded Friday the 12th of November 2021, as I sit in my home writing studio. And today I've got a quick question for you, a new chapter of the Dragon Bard, and an epic deal. Alright, so... I'm not going to bury the lead. Let's get to the epic deal first. Uh, my publisher, Athon, who's in control of the Empire of Resonance series that I wrote, Beggar's Rebellion, Popper's Empire, Apostate's Pilgrimage, and Acolyte's Underworld, um, my first truly epic big series, has released the box set this week, and they have priced it at <laughs> 99 cents. That's right, you can get all of those books for 99 cents, um, which is a screaming deal. But I realize if you're listening to this, you might be more of a book listener than a book reader. And I've got a deal for you too. If you get that box set at 99 cents, Audible will price match. They do a thing where you can add Audible narration is what they say it. The books are like $20 each. And I think the omnibus of all of them in audiobooks is like 27. But if you buy the ebook box set first, you can get that Audible narration for $7.50 US. <laughs> that's right. That's like 52 hours of content um, by a professional narrator. TJ Clark did it and he does an amazing job. I am not up to his skill level, even though I like to narrate some books myself. Um, so you don't even have to listen to me do it. You can have a pro do it for $7, or I guess with the ebook price in there, a measly $8.50. So if you want to pick up my audiobooks or you just want to pick up my box set, there are links to do both of those things in the show notes. I don't know how long this pricing is going to last. So if you want to do it, do it now. So I also mentioned a question. And the question is an age-old one for me. It's a quandary that I go through every time I write a book. What am I going to call this thing? <laughs> we already went through this for book three of the Tidecaller Chronicles, which is the book I'm writing right now. And I had a great title for Tidecaller 3 when it was going to be the last in the series. Uh, we worked on it together and we came up with Queen of Blood and Blasphemy. I really like how this follows from the book titles that come before it. Uh, she starts off as a daughter of Flood and Fury, becomes a witch of wealth and ruin, and then she's a queen of blood and blasphemy. And it fits with the things that I'm planning to have happen in that book. But if you've been listening along, you know that that book turned out to be two books. <laughs> so now I'm still writing the third book, but that title is very much the last book in the series title. That is the title for book number four. So here I am with this in-between book and no title, and I... Do not like picking titles, and I happen to give this series some very long, wordy titles. So I stared at my word salad for a long time. I started around. I probably should have actually cut up little pieces of paper and like mixed them around on my desk to see what came up. I didn't go quite that far, but um, I spent quite a while trying to figure this out, and I've narrowed it down to three options. So those are the options I'm going to hit you with. There is a poll in the show notes that you can click. Very simple. Just choose one of these three. Or if you want, you can get word salad with it and choose which like person word and which story word and which like flavor or magic word you like and kind of make your own title. I'm up for all of that because I want to have a good title and I just can never really tell. Like I'm too close to it to tell. So anyways, here are the options. Following Daughter of Flood and Fury and Witch of Wealth and Ruin, we have Rebel of Riddle and Vengeance. 
Traitor of Pain and Paradox, or Heretic of Haze and Heartbreak. And of course, rounding those off will be Queen of Blood and Blasphemy. So if any of those jump out at you, or you want to look at them in writing and kind of ponder it a little bit and let me know what you think the best would be, your input would be greatly appreciated because my input is just confused. <laughs> I need outside help in any way. A title, I don't know. To me, it's not the story. It's just a thing to get you to read the story. Like if the title's awful, you're probably not going to read the book. But if the title is fine, the book can be amazing. I can think of so many books that are like that, where the title is like just anything and the story is amazing. Um, I won't get into that. But anyway, I just, the title is kind of for you anyway. So tell me which one you like and I'll put it on the cover of the book and we'll go from there. So last but not least, I have another chapter for you of the Dragon Bard. This is chapter number eight called Ruthless. Which, by the way, spoilers, first time I've told anyone this, is also the working title of a novella that I'm writing in the Dragon Bard universe. And the novella is awesome, and I'm really excited to finish it. Um, even though this whole project is kind of simmering on the back burner as I crank the heat on the Tidecaller Chronicles, because I just want to finish one thing at a time, even if it's hard to make myself do that. I'm still writing chapters of the Dragon Bard, but I'm writing them much more slowly than Tidecaller 3, whatever we're going to call it book because I can put a lot of words down when I put my mind to it. So we're right today, I think I'm at 30% through this draft that I just started like two weeks ago. So that's cool. Um, anyways, here is another chapter. I'm again just going to read you the first few paragraphs to entice you. We don't have a full audio version of it yet because I don't want to record that until um, I've written the whole thing and revised it and gotten it to be the best that I can because... Reading something out loud is a lot of work. <laughs> so if you want to get the full chapter and the full story right now, it's only available um, in reading format, in typed format. I'm not sure how to say that on my website. So there's a link to that in the show notes as well. But here is a teaser of chapter eight, Ruthless. Makina dropped clutched at her chest like all bodies affected by a chemist's dew, then fell to her knees, then onto her side, laying over the lifeless body next to her, enough life snow swirling in the air that she prayed it looked convincing. It wouldn't be long-term, of course. Any hands proficient enough to pass their exams would know how to check the bodies, and any chemist or thermogent would be able to read her body as too alive from paces away. But if she could get them all past her, get them all focused on whatever was ailing their comrade at the back door, then perhaps she would have a then perhaps she would have a chance at the side door. She kept her eyes open, unfocused and staring. Yes, the pack of four strode through the thinning mob at the front, faces flushed with battle, not a wound between them, already sticking threads into the crowd battling at the back door. She had been those flushed, self-confident fighters once, had been that hand of the Empress's justice, eliminating whoever she was told, knowing only the rush of her power, the thrill of the possibility that this time she would miss something. This time, some regular human would manage to trick her, to best her. They never had. No wonder she'd been arrogant enough to come here. The quartet passed, not Alamina at their head, punching kinetic threads into the bodies at the back. Poor fools. 
No, Makina thought viciously, crawling in quick bursts over the bodies of the fallen, trying to balance the risk of being seen with the need to get out. I'm the fool for not showing more caution, for not checking the ship, not staying away anyway. I got lazy. Another jerk of motion, rolling herself a pace closer to the door, someone's discarded knife jabbing her through her furs. No, that wasn't it. She hadn't been careless. She'd been bored. She'd been excited by the idea of a little danger after sixteen years spent playing it safe. Still the Empress's hand at heart. No rush left in life but the possibility of losing it. She felt none of that now. What she felt in her heart, like a tide of black seawater rising to drown her, was dread. Dread for Contalo that he would wake motherless. Dread that he would blame himself for her coming. That he would be alone in this world. This horrible, dangerous world she'd helped make. Most of all, dread that they would trace her back to him. Alright, so there are links to the full chapter in the notes and all the previous chapters, so check those out. This still has a lot of action in it. The chapter before was very action-packed, um, and I hope you're enjoying the story in general. I'm looking forward to having a full audio version for you of it. I might do some weird thing where I like marathon read it on YouTube so you can watch me in the process, if that sounds at all exciting. But for now, I'm going to keep this one short. I am getting back to our as-yet-unnamed Tidecaller Book 3. I'm looking forward to your ideas on it. In the meantime, go grab the Empire of Resonance box set while it's at 99 cents or $8.50 for the full audio box set. The link for that is in the show notes too. I'll be back next time with another chapter of the Dragon Bard for you and maybe a little more authorly chat than I gave you this time. Thought I'd stick to the news. And I'll definitely have an update on what title everybody likes because I always find that interesting and I'm just looking forward to having a little bit of clarity there. So till then... I hope this podcast finds you well and in the company of good books. Read on, my friends. For more information on Levi Jacobs and his books, including the award-winning Tidecaller Chronicles, please visit www.levijacobs.com. Or for a free audiobook, only available to podcast listeners, go to www.levijacobs.com free. Thanks for listening and read on.